Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Bonjour tout le monde. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia. Back at it on a Friday late morning. It is Birds with Friends. Me in my basement, Sheila and his. Uh, as a busy week is uh, coming to a close, although who knows? Maybe the Eagles will, uh, will make a move in the middle of this recording. Sheila, that is your job uh, to let us know if that happens. But uh, not a, a ton of action since we last spoke on Monday evening. We have since had press conferences for the Jackson brothers, Malik and Deshaun. And the uh, Jason Peters re-signing was announced. The one thing that uh, has happened since we talked, the world-stopping signing of Steelers linebacker LJ Fort. And uh, a few other Eagles have officially flew, flied the coop. And here we are to talk about it all. How are you, Sheil? And Nelson Aguilar, of course, remained on yes, the roster. True, that yes. is probably what one thing. His uh, his salary of nine point four million for next year is now guaranteed. We will get into that. Yeah, it, it has uh, slowed down a bit. The Eagles are benefiting from the comp pick comp pick game. It appears we heard, like you said, from the new Eagles. And uh, I think is this the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast? Like not an overnight one. Uh, Actually waking up and doing one? Probably. Probably so, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well I don't know. Maybe maybe there have been in the past, like, when we have been at the Novacare Complex. Maybe, like, after a, a press conference or something, there was a dead a dead zone. Is that, I think that might be right. Maybe. Okay. No one From really home, cares. it certainly is. Yeah. Well, I think whoever is updating the, the Birds with Friends Wikipedia, I'm sure, will have that information. How come we're not broadcasting from a South by Southwest? What, we can't get an invite to that? Mm-hmm, good point. We can't hold some type of panel? Like we're we're me- podcast moguls. Well, how, yeah, I mean, we, we can't have our own town hall. All right. Maybe next year, if, if anyone from there is listening. You know, I enjoyed Austin. I know you enjoy Austin. That's right. I, you know, I don't like seeing all these tweets from people there, and uh, I got no invite. Neither did I. I'll give, them, I'll give them one year to... Uh, remedy that, and then uh, they'll be on my list. <laughs> All right, I like that. Uh, so we will do a little bit of uh, Bird on the Street, the things that are going on in Eagles world. We've got some uh, Pecknes migrate for the off-seasons thus far for a few teams around the league. And then we will answer your questions in getting a Bird in edgewise. Uh, Shu, why don't we start with the Deshaun Jackson press conference. It's i got to say, it is, uh, you know, it is a little bit, it's a little bit fun to have him back in the building, don't you think? It's a little bit weird too because yes. he you know, he was on the team before I was writing about the Eagles. Mm. And now he's back on the team and I feel like I've had a lot of stops since then. <laughs> and so I don't know if it's a uh 
if it reinforced how old I am or mm-hmm. just how sort of impressive it is that he's had I this think type of longevity it, in You're his still career. in your prime, it means, I think. It should be right. how young you are. If, if he's still around, then, then you're still young. Now, the biggest th- takeaway from the Deshaun Jackson press conference after I tweeted out some quotes and uh, Instagram some video was that it appeared that people were really um, – Taken aback that it seemed like Deshaun Jackson had just bought that shirt. Yeah, it really was. It really was like all I could look at for about half the press conference. I mean, just directly out of the box. Of those, like, yeah, it's one of those where it's in a box or the plastic thing, and it's right. all folded up, and you just take it out and wear it, huh? Yeah, that was very funny. Like <laughs> the folds, uh, just front and center. Well, he did say he wanted to wear green, right? He, he mm. referenced that in his uh, press. That what he said, okay. So I probably should have asked him about that. Well, uh, what were the big the big takeaways from what what he said? I mean, I, I don't know how much stock you, he did mention how he sort of um, has matured and has I don't know if he has yeah, kids what's, or, what's he, or I mean, a kid. What's he going to say to that? Right, yeah. right, yeah. So I don't know how much stock to put into all that stuff. He was talking about how he partied uh, more when he was younger. I, his cheetah line was great. Where Very he good. Used say, he used to say that. Uh, Cheetahs don't stretch when they would ask him mm-hmm. to stretch before practice, and he's a cheeto. He said now he does indeed have to stretch, so I guess that's a sign uh, that he's going in the right direction. But yeah, he adds a little, a little flair, a little personality, a little uh, swagger, pizzazz, whatever you want to say, to uh, to the locker room. And it is going to be interesting to see how he fits in. It's just such a different group of players now. There are some holdovers, but uh, just sort of a different team, a different culture, different leadership, all those different things that it'll be sort of fun to see how he's interacting with his uh, with his teammates and how he fits into this locker room. Right. I mean, the guys who are still here who played with him, uh, you can count them on, I guess, probably two hands. It's, uh, you know, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Jason Peters. And then I think Zach Ertz and Lane Johnson were were with him for one year. I guess Jason Kelsey for a few years. Obviously, he's boys with Nate Sudfeld. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not a, it's not a ton of guys. It's not a ton of guys. Um, I do think that uh, as I as I wrote about today, and we can get into a little bit. I mean, it, it, the more you look at it, the and this is as we as we said on Monday, but the fit is just perfect. Like. The Eagles need somebody to stretch the field. That is still like what Deshaun Jackson does uh, as sort of like a, a one-trick pony better than, than anybody else. Uh, led the league the last two years in average air yards per attempt, which is, which is measuring how far down the field he is uh, on his average target. And the Eagles were terrible at that last year, terrible at throwing the ball downfield. Um, Alshon Jeffrey was their, their highest-ranked player in that, and he was in like the, the late 40s. So, uh, I mean, you know, it, it matches the eye test. We said all year long that everything looked difficult on offense. Nobody had room to run, and uh, they were not throwing the ball downfield. And so this one addition completely changes the, the structure of the offense. Let, let me flip this on you for a second. Okay. Let's say that Deshaun Jackson was not a player who was previously with the Eagles, not a player that we had seen do what he did mm-hmm. in an Eagles uniform from 2008 to 2013. And the Eagles went out and they signed uh, just a 32-year-old. Well, did they sign him or did they did they flip sixth and seventh round picks? Flipped, flipped. Okay. So yeah, no, the the compensatory thing is still uh, legit. So they they traded for a 32-year-old wide receiver who has missed six games the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. 
and signed him to $9 million a year, would you have the same reaction? I think I would have close to the same reaction. Uh, I okay. mean, there are, I, uh, there are obviously downsides. We've talked about those downsides. He's, he's probably not going to play 16 games, um, and he's not going to be the number one receiver. But, I mean, this is, this is a role that they have signed somebody to play the, each of the last two seasons. But not at this type of money. No, but he's better than both of them at, what, at, at, at that job, uh, Torrey Smith and, and Mike Wallace. And, I mean, he still, is, uh, he still is one of the fastest receivers in football. If you, uh, Sport Radar keeps track of the, the next-gen stats of like, their average speed, which is, I think the, the numbers themselves are a little bit unreliable, but his actual ranking, I think he was fourth last year. He was a little bit lower the year before. But... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think uh, you're not expecting him to like be a big player on this this offense two or three years down the line. But for this year, I think it makes a lot of sense, and uh, it also allows them not to have to uh, reach for a receiver in the draft. I agree. I was just trying to look at the other side of it. You know, when you look at the range of outcomes, I think we both think this was a very strong move, and is just what the offense needed. I, you know, that just I was a. Uh... Playing devil's advocate a little bit there. I think that's fair. But I also think that there's a case to... I mean, we we know that the Eagles have not, uh, when they have had the chance, put Nelson Aguilar in that role. But I think that part of the reason that you talk yourself into keeping him, if they do indeed keep him, uh, which I think is still up in the air, but if they do keep him, I think part of the reason you talk yourself into that is is because Deshaun Jackson is not guaranteed to, to play every game. Well, let's get into that because this, uh, you know, I, you, you, did a, you did a very nice job on this piece you wrote today. Check it out on theathletic.com slash Philly. If you still haven't uh, subscribed, I mean, number one, you know you're a loser. But number two, you can remedy that with theathletic.com slash NFL 40 off, Bo. Mm, that won't, that won't you get pulling you that out. 40% off and a seven-day free trial. So go ahead and do that. But of all the things you wrote about, I thought the one – line that really stuck out to me which i didn't realize i I, li- I like when you read something and there's that one thing that you learn mm. you know that that's what you try to do as a writer and as a reader i enjoy when someone does that for me so you noted here that the eagles currently have allocated 38 and a half million dollars to the wide receiver position in 2019 the highest total in the league yes that is something because they do not have the best wide receiver group in the league they do not uh, you know, I would have to go through all the teams. I don't know where they would rank. I would guess, I would say, I would feel comfortable saying they're top 10. I don't know that I would confidently I would, yeah, say would, they would be top five. Uh, uh, Yeah, off the top of my head, I would I would assume that they're somewhere between like 8 and 14. Yeah, so uh, that is a big number, and that's interesting, and that brings us to the Nelson Aguilar uh, thing here. So uh, for those who haven't paid attention, how it worked is that, you know, these first-round picks have a fifth-year option which the Eagles had exercised last offseason. However, that number does not become guaranteed until the start of the new league year. So it is the start of the new league year. It is guaranteed now. And so the Eagles' options basically are they can keep Nelson Aguilar on this deal and just have him play out the season and then figure out what to do after the season. They can trade Nelson Aguilar or they can come to an extension agreement on an extension with Nelson Aguilar if both sides want to do that. And Aguilar had this sort of strange tweet that I'll read out here that you had in the post. <laughs> what a saying, weird tweet. 
I understand that the organization will make the decision that's best for the team, and I truly feel blessed to be a part of the 2019 Eagles. The work never stops. Like the first part of that is what you would tweet out if you were about to be tra- traded. Right. I feel. The second part is I'm going to be back for 2019. And then he uh, and he followed it up, right? Oh, he did. I don't know. You just embedded the one tweet. You I, well, can't I expect just, yeah. to just check out his Twitter account all day long. I got better things to do. Is that true? Maybe. I'll, I think he tried to clarify it, but it was not a very good clarification. Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> this is good podcasting. This is good. This is why we're going to get inv- invited to uh, South by Southwest next year. Oh, this right here. Oh, it is the start of a thread. Okay, so I, I got it. All right. I, I don't know it. what's taking you. Okay. Uh, Want to be very clear. My tweet is about the excitement my family and I have about being able to go out and help the Eagles compete for a championship in 2019. I love Philly, the fans, and my teammates. I like that he pulled, he uses the Oxford comma. Why do you use that? Well, we don't. It's not, it's not uh, athletic style. But you would prefer to use that? Uh, sometimes. I'm just interested that he's using it. Okay. Well, I guess it indicates probably it's the weird. one thing we can say is that it doesn't appear that he's close to an extension. Right, which I, I think mean, I think probably I think that twice. probably is the the right way to read into it is that maybe he wanted to sign an extension and and the Eagles were either uninterested or uh, were lowballing him vis-a-vis his expectations. What a stupid job we have trying to interpret people's athletes' tweets. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. God, we should be doing something better with our lives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what do you think is going to happen? I, I I feel like you are the uh, you're the Aguilar uh, expert, aficionado, whatever we want to say. What's going to happen with this guy? Is he where? What is he doing week one of the 2019 season? Uh, I think water gun to my head. He's he's lining up in the slot for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. But I don't in, I don't think that it's Interessante Samuel. I think it's. Uh, I would say fifty-eight forty-two, and and number two, I guess, would be the second most likely thing is a trade. I would assume, and the third most likely would be an extension. Yeah, I think that's right. I have flipped on that. I I, I did think before that before the Deshaun trade that there was a chance they they would work something out, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that happening at this point. I mean. In general, your team-building philosophy should be to keep your, your good young players. We can debate whether or not Nelson Aguilar is good. That's, that's the crux of the matter. Um, but he is like the only playable young receiver on the team that we know of. Uh, you can say you have hopes for Mac Hollins, but you know he, he only played one season and was okay. So let's, let's uh, calm down a little bit there. And obviously, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are, are both getting older. You've got this quarterback uh, who you're going to pay a, a, ton, a ton of money to. You can't just keep signing receivers. Um, so in that sense, it makes sense to hold on to Nelson Aguilar. But uh, the debate is whether or not he's good. And he has not been that good, even when he has been better than he was at the beginning of his career. Uh, you know, two years ago, he was probably a, uh, you know, bottom of the top 10 slot receiver. And last year he was not good. So, Bottom of the top 10 slot receiver? I think so. 
In 2007, in the Super Bowl season? Yeah. No way. What are you, nuts? What, totally what? disagree. Okay, go ahead. All right, well, let me, I got to pull up that. I, I think he was like top three in uh, receiving yards from the slot that year. Well, yes, but that's because he was only lining up in the slot. Okay. I mean, so what, what was he doing poorly? He led the NFL in slot receiver yards in 2017, 751 yards from the slot. He was, let's see. Now I got to pull up my Nelson Aguilar spreadsheet. All right. I feel, yeah, I feel like people are being a little too harsh on him. He was, uh, you know, he had a reception. He caught, let's see, where is he? 68% of his passes, which is okay. Not great. He had 34 first down catches from the slot that ranked fourth. Let's see what else I got here. He averaged <laughs> a lot of dead air in this episode. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, 13.65 yards per reception. That's fine. Yeah, I don't. I, I would disagree with your assessment there. He was so he took the second highest percentage of snaps in the slot. So so I mean his his uh, slot receiver yards being so high is not a surprise. That's because that's the only place that he was lining up. If you compare him to uh, maybe bottom of the top ten for slot receivers is underselling it. But uh, he was forty fifth in the league in in target percentage. So even when he was when he, he had his best season, he was not a major part of the offense. Uh, he, let's see, I don't know. He, he just, he, he wasn't, he wasn't super great. He was 33rd in DVOA in his best year, which is fine. Okay. For a slot receiver. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. And, and, with and, that? and to be fair, the 9 million is not, is not unfair for, for that performance level. I mean, that's what, uh, Adam Humphreys and, and Golden Tate got paid. So, uh, I also mean I also think that means that it's not crazy for a team to trade for him. But and I would disagree that he wasn't a big part of the offense. They just spread the ball around a lot. I mean, Zach Ertz had 824 yards, Jeffrey had 789, and Aguilar had 768. They're all within uh, 32, 24, 56 yards of each other. Okay, he's also what at best the fourth option on 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 offense. Yeah, now I'm saying now I took issue okay. with your uh, okay, with, with your disparaging comments about his uh, 2017. All right, fine. He was also bad last year. Yeah, I didn't think he played well last year. Okay, so listen, I don't want to be the the Aguilar defender, but uh, you know, let's not take it too far here. Uh, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> um, it is. A, it is. A, it is a. Uh, it's right on the borderline. It, it is a quandary. And I think that that's probably why the Eagles didn't make any decision at all. They were uh, uh, paralyzed by choice. So is it possible that what they're going to do is hold on to him, see what comes of the draft, maybe see if there's a, uh, you know, what's that date where after that date the, the comp picks don't matter? 
I don't, I don't know yeah. what that date is, but there is a date like that. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe see if there's anyone at that point. And then if there is a better option, you can go ahead and, you know, maybe there's a, a second round receiver who is, could be very good in the slot right away and could eventually be one of your outside guys when Deshaun right. or Alshon gets older and you're just like, wow, we love this guy. The value's good. We're going to take him. Then at that point, maybe you say, all right, uh, Aguilar, is out of here. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I but, think that's possible. So maybe this is just them sort of. He's the protect- last. He is the last uh, Chip Kelly player remaining. Interesting. From the growth mindset era, I would say. From the yeah, from the the one year in which Chip was in charge of personnel, the only player signed by Chip who's or drafted who is still on the roster. Okay. Do you know who the the third last one was? So Jordan I Hicks do- is gone. Do you know who the other one was? Even me, Stephen Means, mm, who I think re-upped with the Falcons. I believe. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing re-upping? He didn't. He barely played again. All I did was ever see him on the sidelines. And your boy Kenyon Barner, I think, just signed with the Falcons. Yeah, geez, they're really building the Philly South down there, or Oregon East. Or, or well, or Stephen Means didn't East. go to. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Buffalo, guys, uh, Buffalo South. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay. All right. So it'll be interesting that, yeah, I, I think that seems to be the plan with Nelson Aguilar. We'll okay. see. But you are right. Your, your point about 2019 is right. If you look at this team, uh, you know, Deshaun Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey are all going to get more targets than him. It's possible that uh, Dallas Goddard also would be a better option than him if they if they are going big on the 12 personnel. So, uh, you know, $9 million for a slot receiver like Adam Humphreys is going to be a much bigger part of that offense right. that Nelson Aguilar is going to be of this offense next year. So it's not, um, it's not totally comparable. You are right in that when you look at what else is an offense and a team working with. So, yeah, it's not apples to apples. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is not going to have the importance as some of these other slot receivers who are being paid $9 million a season next year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, uh, so elsewhere on offense, what do you make about the uh, the running back situation? A lot of people very upset that the Eagles uh, did not make a bigger play for Tevin Coleman. And I can kind of understand that because if you would have told me before the free agency period, I think it's not even two for it's not even two for ten. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reports that it is a two year deal worth eight and a half million dollars oh wow so if you would have told me you know it's it's a max value of whatever 10 10.6 um so if you would have told me before the free agency period hey the eagles can add tevin coldman two years eight and a half million dollars i would have said yeah they should do that i am a little surprised that that's how little money he got yeah uh it's a little bit i mean that's that's less than mark ingram got right it's and, crazy, and, it's, and fewer years, and and uh, like not far off from what Latavius Murray got. Yeah, I think Murray got. Uh, I want to say four, but right. I can double check that. Which sort of like that's that you you almost have to read between the lines there and be like, what's going on there with Tevin Coleman? I don't know. It it's like when a player slips in the draft, right? Right. And it's uh, everyone's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? This is a steal. I mean, this is thirty-two teams 
looking at it and uh, only, you know, this is the best deal he could get. So I, I would agree with you there. It feels like maybe we are at a information deficit mm-hmm. with this one. Um, at the same time, we'll see. I mean, if he plays well for them, I think it is going to be fair to wonder why did the Eagles not make this move? Maybe they have another plan that just hasn't, uh, you know, that hasn't come to fruition yet. But yeah, that is that is a very reasonable deal. It's a short-term deal. He's going to be 26 at the start of next season. We know he can catch the ball. Like, uh, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of uh, a lot of signs. And he's a uh, very they, very good receiver. He would have fit well in that capacity. There's no yeah. doubt. He is uh, he is not a very good runner of the football, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I was surprised to learn uh, on Sport Radar that he was the fastest running back in average top speed. I just saw that year. too when I was looking up the Deshaun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I-, I didn't know that either. Yeah, which was which was a bit of a surprise. So I mean, you know, I like the player, but I also don't, uh, you know, I don't think that it's it's uh, some crazy heist that the Eagles missed out on, and I don't think he's he's some superstar. Um, but you know, the options left in free agency are not great. There are certainly no real difference makers. You're talking about, uh, Isaiah Crowell, who was released by the jets, TJ Yeldon, who we've talked about, who I think makes some sense. Um, and then like, you know, dregs like, uh, Corey Grant or, uh, CJ Anderson, but CJ Anderson is a good example of like why you probably shouldn't be paying, uh, significant money to to sign one of these like third level running backs because you can always just sign cj anderson in the middle of the season Um, well that's true but you can't always do that because the eagles didn't do that last year and their running back sucked they sucked and they still made it to the second round of the playoffs like well i mean mean, but their running game sucked so it's like all right if if you're saying we're fine with our running game sucking then yeah that's fine but you know the idea that Oh, you can get a running back from anywhere. Like, I mean, it is possible to do that. It's more likely to do that than other positions, but it's not like, um, you know, a given. And I would say that their bad running game, uh, you know, led to some of their offensive struggles. It wasn't the the main problem or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. certainly it would have helped. And you know what's confusing about the Coleman thing is that I feel like there were some reporters who are pretty generally pretty plugged into the eagles and you know obviously have some good sources with the eagles some national reporters who seem to indicate that uh they were in on him at some point yeah that was odd that's what's confusing about it it's like if they were you know i I thought he might get once i saw mark ingram got five i thought all right coleman might maybe he's going to get six or seven a year and that could be too rich for the eagles but then when he's getting a short-term deal um you know that is less that is what 4.25 a year that part of it is just kind of surprising to me so we can keep sort of digging on that and try to figure out if we can get a explanation of what was happening behind the scenes why they didn't make the move or maybe we'll just get an answer with a another shoe that is yet to drop now i do think that um a trade is is a very realistic possibility um for one because you're probably more likely to get a difference maker than you are at this point in free agency. Uh, and two, you know, we, we probably overrate the, um, uh, you know, the comp pick formula in terms of like, you know, if, if you, if there's a, a running back, you really like, why wouldn't you be willing to give up a, a six round comp pick? But uh, I think it's clear that the Eagles care about that. And if you trade for somebody, then you don't have to give up a comp pick. Right. 
Although you are giving up something. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> I right. mean, I don't know. Well, if, exactly. you tra- if you're trading a... Right, if you're trading a fifth-round pick for Duke Johnson, like, what's the, what's the difference? What is this? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is writing about MTV's The Challenge? Really? Rich Hoffman you're, you're just really tweeted out? Attention. Oh, I'm very Ooh. excited. Well, you told me to monitor Twitter. That's true. That's true. I, it's, okay. a, I, I get, it's a Rich Hoffman tweet, so that counts. Yeah, that counts. Okay. He's part of he's part of us. All right, uh, he's part of us. <laughs> so, so what do you think they're going to do now? You, I mean, the Duke Johnson trade. Did you did you just say this? I can't remember. Seems would seem a little less likely with with uh, the Kareem Hunt suspension or not? Right, right. Uh, he he was suspended for eight games. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what to think. I would love I think to they're going to sign you... like TJ Yeldon, okay, and draft a guy in the mid rounds, which is actually fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. I would love for them to uh, pull off this Kenyon Drake thing that's been on your your radar. It's my guy, yeah. It, it, you would get full credit for that because I don't think anyone else uh, has mentioned that as a possibility. Yeah. I I really enjoy. I would like you to do more of these pieces where you just scour rosters and coaching staffs and come up with good ideas. Okay. I feel like that's in your wheelhouse. It is fun. I always enjoy reading those or hearing about those. I was on Golden Tate before, uh, you know, in like week three. See? Yeah. That, yeah. that was wrong. I mean, he stunk. Well, although that comp pick now is, is what, going to be a f- probably a fourth in 2020, right? Yeah. I think, well, I think it's right on the borderline between fourth so, and fifth, right? As, as I mentioned, you know, uh, low risk. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. It was low risk. They traded a, th- a third round 2019 and are getting a uh, fourth round 2020. It's it's not the end of the world. They traded a like middle of the third round pick for the like last pick in the fourth round. Yeah, so what? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a crapshoot after the first ten guys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. What you other think Eagles of, topic? What you Malik? think of Malik Jackson? I enjoyed him. I like. I enjoyed him too. Yeah, I thought he was. He seemed to be honest, uh, direct. He wasn't ducking the questions. Uh, seemed to. And I, yet, I you could sense that he did uh, have a chip on his shoulder for Ooh, that. Oh, he was annoyed. He yeah. not not a fan of you, Doug Marone. Yeah, and I love the Letterman jacket. Good jacket. Good explanation, right? What did he say? He wanted sort of. He wanted to uh, show the kids that. Yeah, the kids from his uh, his hometown there. Yeah. And I don't know if it was actually in L.A. or around L.A. Right. That, you know, hey, I'm wearing the jacket. I'm you from hard, where you're you from, and look at me now. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Love that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for those who didn't see it or didn't read Bo's piece, you know, he basically – I thought it was cool that he came out and, like, in his first answer said something like, hey, I was benched right. for six games last year. You know, other guys would be kind of wait for someone to ask about it or um, that kind of thing. He came out and said that right away. He said it was uh, very frustrating for him. The coaches told him he wasn't doing a good job against the run. He felt he was. So there was obviously a disconnect there. And then uh, he was on his way. So, yeah, you know, the chip on the shoulder thing generally is I don't know if it's overdone or not, because it seems like every athlete finds a way to even if they should have one or not. But, I mean, his seems pretty legit. He seems like he wants to prove that uh, his Pro Bowl year was not a fluke and that he can get back to that point and he can be part of a a really good uh, defensive line and a really good team. So I came away from that press conference uh, feeling, you know, maybe even better about Malik Jackson than I did previously. Okay. I like that. 
Um, what do you think of LJ Fort? Mm, well, uh, you know, as I did with the Jaguars thing, I called on our. Oh, you talked to Kaboli? Forty Kaboli. It takes a little Slack message. Yeah. I, I said, Why don't you just Kab- include me on those bad boys? Make it a three-way, and then I can get the information too. I'm taking the initiative. I can't give you credit for that. Come on. Then I would have nothing to say on this podcast. Come on. Be then a team you would, player. You'd be st- please. You know, I'm not, if, if anything you've learned, it's I'm not a team <laughs> player. I mean, come on. <laughs> so you know, I just shot Kaboli a little slack. Man, you have relationships with though. You met all these people at the combine, which is why it's totally fine for you to just include me on there. I don't know who you rubbed the wrong way. I wouldn't want to. They might not give me the information. There might have been conversations, you know, where you offended them that I wasn't privy to. So that's possible. I don't think I. I don't think I offended Kaboli. I don't think so. I don't, know if that's uh, he, po- I, don't even, I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a guy who would be offended easily. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, so he said that uh, Fort is his strength is in coverage that they would bring him in in some sub packages nickel or some other uh, sub packages that they used and that he did did a pretty good job in that role that he's a good uh, special teams player his information was that the Steelers did have interest in bringing him back um, so you know I you know I think he played I looked up the numbers I think like 20 snaps per game for them that's a lot of snaps. A couple, yeah now he it is sort of um skewed a little bit because i think he started two games um when they had injuries but he sounds like Camus to me yeah i would agree i think he's in that mold of he'll just sort of compete with those guys for playing time whether they use different sub packages next year whether he maybe can play better than them i don't know he's going to play on special teams as you noted though uh you know not not insignificant insignificant cash to him yeah I mean, he counts in the compact formula. They gave him real money. Okay. What was it? One one point nine guaranteed was the report. I think that's right. So. I mean, that indicates that that he's at the very least going to get a chance to compete for a starting job. And again, you know, so did Corey Nelson last year. Corey Nelson part due. Well, I hope not. Or for yeah, the Eagles' I hope sake, I too. hope not. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you would you would agree that you don't you wouldn't be good if they signed some guy they're going to cut in the first round first wave of cuts. Well, in addition, that was an amazing man. What a few months for that guy, <laughs> smiling at the at his yeah. press conference. I seemed like a nice guy, yeah. you know. Thought he could really get a chance to compete, and then it was like the third day of training camp. We're like, "Where's Corey Nelson? Third team. Is he injured? Where is that guy? Oh." <laughs> there, there he is. He's out there competing against. I don't know who was their third string. Was it? No, it wasn't Suddy. Who, who was the little guy? The guy you like, Joe Callahan. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's out there. He's I don't like there. Joe Callahan. You, you turned on him and you liked him. He's got a good, I can a good go, little arm. I can go to the tape. Uh, yeah. So that was weird. So hopefully it's not that. Now, in addition to losing Jordan Hicks, uh, they're potentially losing Leroy Reynolds, DJ Alexander. Right. So. Yeah, I mean there are there are like actual jobs to fill. Yes. So, what's your favorite um, outcome for possible uh, things that LJ stands for? I'm trying to think of a good one. Luke Jokel. Linehan Jerome. Linehan Jerome? Yeah, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his dad had uh, knew like Scott Linehan or something. And <laughs> I don't know. 
Jerome Brown fan. I don't know. It could be anything. You okay. asked for my favorite one. All right. <laughs> Weird flex. If we if we need a password for anything birds with friends related, Lene you know, and Jerome. Lene and Jerome. Yeah. If anyone wants to, uh, you know. Okay. You can use that too. Feel free to steal that password. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, what, what else do you expect the Eagles to do here in free agency now that we have uh, hit the second wave? Well, we got Ronald Darby still hanging out, right? Now, I talked about it in the article, so we don't have to talk about it uh, in full. But, I mean, the NFC East is garbanzo beans in terms of uh, passing games. I mean, uh, Dallas last year was uh, twenty. Seventh or something like that in passing DVOA. Now they're going to get a full year of Amari Cooper, but uh, you know Dak Prescott can't throw the ball more than eight yards down the field. They've got uh, Jason Witten coming back. It's it is a uh, Trashita Jones group, and it's probably the second best in the division. Then you've got Washington, who's got Case Keenum now, and they've got like Josh Doxson and and Paul Richardson. And who else? I don't know. You know, that's that's Mary Kate and Trashley Olsen. And then the Giants get rid of Odell Beckham and they bring in Golden Tate. Does that affect you think or should it affect the way that the Eagles are looking at their cornerback position? Uh, hold on. I was looking something up. <laughs> no, that's relevant to this. OK, <laughs> kind of. Now, I mean, you shouldn't be building your team based on how the division is unless you're in the AFC East and you only want to uh, sign players from within the division to fill out your roster. Obviously the Eagles sites are set higher and uh, NFC contenders include a bunch of teams with dynamic passing games. But I just don't think that in general, it makes a ton of sense to, to bring back Darby for a significant number when you've got these, these five young corners uh, who are all fairly good, uh, and cheap. Now, maybe we're overrating um, Strap a little bit because it was just a, a small game. Oh, sample, how but, dare you? But, but, oh, my god! But here's the thing. So, you know, <laughs> Eagles are, as we talked about, they, they have the most money allocated to the wide receiver position. Where do you think they are the cheapest relative to the rest of the league? Cornerback. They, they are, yes, they are the sixth cheapest at corner, the sixth cheapest at running back. And the sixth cheapest at linebacker. So uh, I, I love all of that. I think, and that's exactly how the team should be built. I think. Now, I think eventually you're going to have to. You you do want to spend more at corner uh, as those as you sign those players, and that's an important position. But um, the ability to go cheap and still be not bad at a position of importance like that, I think, I think matters a lot. Yeah, what I was looking up, I was going to give you some some. Uh statistical backing for you, Dak Prescott argument. 10.2% of his attempts last year traveled 20 yards or more downfield. That ranked 27th in the NFL. Nice. Now, is that 20 yards? The the sport radar thing, sometimes it's 20 yards from where he is throwing the ball and 20 yards, and then there's also 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. Which one you got there? I I think mine was the line of scrimmage, but I can double-check that. Now that I have this newfound um, ability to know how to, you know, sort and divide and add in these spreadsheets, boy, I got all these spreadsheets open. Oh, now. you can do that on Sport Radar, or just no, you're downloading I, it into your. You, you copy it and then you paste it into one of these Google Sheets, and then it takes like two you can things, just copy and I'm able it to do Sport Radar. Yeah, 
I mean, you delete a couple columns. That would have saved me a lot of time last night. Yeah, the formatting is not very messy. All you just gotta do a couple things, and then you're all set. That that uh, that quarterback thing <laughs> took me a long time. <laughs> yeah, I do think this is a time saver. I learned how to do like two things in a spreadsheet, and already it's so much easier. Uh, all right, you know. So so my take on this is that I don't agree with. I, I don't think that the fact that the NFC East quarterbacks are not very good should have much of an effect on how you build I don't think it should either at cornerback but, but I think it is funny I strongly agree I I just don't see why you're even exploring bringing Ronald Darby back at even if you feel like you're getting a deal I don't understand I've never been a big fan of the player uh he's going to be coming off a knee injury and that was I don't a have very the, football guy phrase I've never been well, a big fan of the player. No one's ever said that. They don't never admit uh, to love, that. They love to say the, the Who player. Who has said that? Well, it's not, it's oh, not a player. front office. It's, a, it's like a draft nick. Like, uh, I can imagine Cosell saying that, can't you? Okay, settle, settle down over there. <laughs> but we've looked at the DVOA numbers. I don't have them right in front of me, but their, their defense was a major reason why they snuck into the playoffs. Their defense played very well in two playoff games, and they were playing with a bunch of backups at defensive back. Now, you can say, all right, Schwartz was scheming stuff up. Well, who cares? Scheme it up again. Good, then. yeah. I mean, that, you still have him. And I'm not saying you don't add any talent. If you see players you like, go ahead and add them, but not at, uh, you know, I don't think this is a place to sink in any financial resources. If you draft a corner or something and you say, all right, we, you know, we just really like this guy and we think he's a lot better than the guys we have and he fell to us, whatever. He can he can allow us to do more things. Go ahead and do it. But yeah, I, I don't like the idea of of using those resources on Ronald Darby. Remember, it's not just the cap space you have now, the cap space, well, I guess it would probably be a one year deal, so that doesn't you know, but well, cap space it, does carry over. But yeah, I do I would not want to do that. I also uh I think there's this this thought process that maybe if you bring him back on a one-year deal, you help him rebuild his value, and uh, maybe you get a better comp pick in 2021 than you would in 2020. I don't. I don't really agree with that. Uh, I think it's just as likely that his his value goes down if a he can't stay healthy, and b like it's possible that he loses a job to one of those guys. Like he's not definitely better than Jalen Mills and Avante Maddox, and and who knows about Sidney Jones? Like. I think he's going to get paid pretty significantly now. So take that take that value now. If they were to bring him back, it almost feels like you have to get rid of one of the other guys, doesn't it? If they bring him back, I think it means uh, one of two things or a combination of them. One is that they do not think highly of Sidney Jones anymore. I think I, I think it's you have to read that into it. And two is maybe. They just want, like, they're happy to have Avante Maddox be sort of the third safety slash nickel, uh, and they don't uh, they, they they don't expect him to play on the outside. Um, okay, but like, they've got all these guys. Yeah, I agree. Who should presumably? I mean, it, it's not always an upward trend, but. Yeah, these aren't old guys. These are young guys. They're all young guys. I mean, you coached them up last year. You did a great job. Uh, Continue to do that and just uh, stick with it. So we'll see. 
Darby obviously though doesn't have a I mean the corner market has not been great. I think Bradley Roby signed with the Texans one year, ten million. Mm. I believe Steven Nelson signed with the Your Steelers. Boy. I think it was like uh eight million. Oh. A, a year, seven, eight million a year, I want to say. A good number for him. And so I would say that that's sort of the window that Darby would be looking to fit into, you know, somewhere around there. So I'm sure some teams see him better as both those players. Other teams might see him in between or in the same category, but I think that's the ballpark uh, you're looking at with him. And I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, if he were to come back, it seems like a 50-50 proposition, whether he would have a great year or, you know, it seems just as likely that he would suffer an injury or get beaten out or play but not play well. I, yeah, I totally agree with you there. It also feels like you're overthinking the comp pick thing by doing something like that. I agree. Uh, what okay. else do you expect them to do? Or not so that, them to do. That's corner. I mean, I, I, we went over running back. I think they will sign somebody. It may be somebody who doesn't excite excite you at all. But whether I mean, it's if they sign it's somebody, they, it's not going to be someone exciting. Yeldon, Spencer Ware, those are the only guys really available. Ajay, what do you think about it? You bring in Ajay. Uh, yeah, I do think that's that's possible. Okay. And I also don't think it's a crazy thing to do. Someone was making the point to me that. Uh, you know, even after Ajayi got injured, it felt like he was still a part of the team. Like he went to New Orleans and was on the sideline for that game and yeah. stuff. Um, and it, I don't know what, how you felt. I felt all indications where he was a good fit in the locker room. I think that so people too. Seemed to like him. There were none of those issues you saw in Miami. And you know, it wasn't like he came in and was the the bell cow. You know, he was sharing um, yeah, sharing the ball during the Super Bowl it. year, and he, it didn't seem like he was making a stink about it. So. Would you? I don't know. Is he a better option than than Spencer Ware or T.J. Yeldon? Well, I think he's. I mean, Yeldon is a totally different player, right? I think you could yeah. you could do both Yeldon and Ajayi. Um, but wonder how much that would cost. Yeldon Ajayi in a draft pick? That doesn't seem like a terrible way to approach it. No, that's all. I mean, that's almost uh, that's almost too much. Too Not much. That, yeah. I mean, you don't really have to. None of the guys who are here are guaranteed a spot. I think the only one. Who who you would uh, erasable pen put on the roster as Corey Clement? But um, yeah, I mean erasable that's not, that's not pens crazy. were always so disappointing. Weren't totally they? agree. I like so much better in theory than in practice. Yeah, I have all these things that I would always want to try as a kid, and I would never just be like, "It's not like this isn't what you think it's going to be." Yeah, one of those was an erasable pen. The other was I would buy. We would go to Baskin Robbins. And I would choose those like cones with like the face on them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like a, it's like a design, like, like an, an icing upside thing down on cone. The, yeah, yeah. And oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's in the cup. Yeah, it's in. And, yeah. I, and then I would be like, why did I get this rather yeah. than just getting real ice cream? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So those are two that come to mind. I'm trying to think of what else is. Uh, that's an interesting list, you know. As a kid, sometimes you don't, you just don't learn. I know there's something from the grocery store that probably falls into that category. Hashtag uh, <laughs> disappointing childhood items. Oh God, it's a long hashtag. <laughs> let us know. Let us know what you think. Uh, okay. So, how about how right. about how about uh, kid let hashtag kid letdowns? Oh, okay, that's not bad. A little bit better. Kid do you ever down. do you ever still use a pencil at any point? Uh, no, only. I mean, my daughters uh, will okay. sometimes have to use them for uh, school stuff. So if I'm doing something there, maybe, but no, not on my own. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, what, what, except for Matt Patricia, what grown up uses a pencil? Yeah. I mean, maybe a contractor? 
Okay, maybe. But yeah, I I just uh, too it's so messy too. The yeah, eraser is never good. I don't see what's appealing about it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little Pecanus migrate. I've got a, I've got a few for you just about uh, some of these off seasons around the league. Okay. Pecanus migrate these three off seasons: the New York Giants, who traded Odell Beckham for uh, Jabril Peppers, a first and a third, uh, signed Golden Tate for a lot of money, and then signed uh, a few other jabronis like Marcus Golden, Tony Lippett, and Antoine Bethea. The New York Jets. Who, whose fan base you have uh, alienated. <laughs> they signed uh, Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley to a ton of money, signed Brian Poole today, uh, a few other guys. And then the San Francisco 49ers, who gave a ton of money to Quan Alexander, gave up a second-round pick for D. Ford, signed Tevin Coleman, Jason or Jordan Matthews, and uh, Jason Verrett. I will migrate the Giants offseason. Okay. I think they are the worst. I don't know what they're doing. They're all over the place. I have a mean thing to say about your favorite team. Please. Yeah, how are you doing? I've been meaning I should have checked up on you. I've been a bad friend. Are you okay? They're your team this year. That's long established. Are you have you checked the roles, in with Pat? Their roles have flipped. Everybody no, knows this. Nice try. They I signed your so. boy Golden Tate. You've been on the have phone you, with Gettleman. Like, listen, have there's you this great Pat slot receiver who was he, who was worth at least okay? a third round pick. All right. I mean, please, somebody. I mean, if somebody wants to find that cut of, uh, you know, Bo being so bullish on the on the 2018 Giants, I, I would love to hear that again. Maybe a little YouTube clip, maybe a little YouTube play to some music, something like that. That that certainly would be good. But yeah, this Golden Tate thing. I mean, to sign a 31 year old slot slot receiver when the only thing good you have on your team is sort of a young slot receiver who's been pretty productive. Not the only thing. Evan Ingram's good. Uh, Saquon Barkley's good. But one of the good things, uh, Sterling Shepard has been a, a good player for them the last three years. And Tate's 31. He's been a fine player. And they're, and they're paying him $9 million plus a year. Uh, unbelievable move. Insane. You know what was interesting? So the first grade I had to do was that uh, Zeitler, Olivier Vernon. Oh, I forgot about it. Yeah, that's also on there. Trade. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was looking at the Giants offense, and actually I was a little bit surprised by your boys. They weren't that bad. They weren't as bad as I thought. 15th, they were, 15th passing. What were they overall? Yeah, 13th overall yeah. offensively in TVOA, which I did not expect. So I saw that, and I thought, man, you know what? If they could find a quarterback – like if, if they had a mediocre quarterback, it yeah. kind of would be an interesting offense because they they got Zeitler. You know, last year they overpaid for Soldier. That's fine, but at least you know you got a competent left tackle. They drafted Hernandez at guard, and so they had upgraded their offensive line. They had uh, you know Beckham, Shepard, Engram. Like that is that's yeah. a nice group of pass catchers. Barkley was that's why I, that's why I backed him to hit the over like four point <laughs> five wins. And so I looked at that and I said, wow, they were they were 15th in passing DVOA, 13th overall. You know, if they they're like a quarterback away from kind of being interesting on offense and then they trade back home and then the state thing. And now it's like, what are they doing They're They're just a directionless franchise that is uh, that is stuck in mud. And and going nowhere. So I yes. liked I liked the description. I think it. Uh, I don't remember exactly who, but I think it might have been uh, Defop Noah Becker, 
that it's like the uh, front office. There are two warring factions of of wanting to win now and wanting to rebuild in there. Uh, and their compromise is that they trade off making moves. It does feel like that yeah, when you look at the funny. contract they gave Beckham uh, last. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's insane. So anyway, they get migrated. They've been a nightmare. I am getting crushed in the comments on my on my grades because what's happening is that these grades are going to the team pages only. Right. Uh, of the well, we have one place for all the grades, and then they're going to the team pages. Of you know whatever team was right, involved, and everybody loves every you know every most right. most fan bases love all their signings. So it's like it's like seventy five ninety percent of the the audience for these are people who are a fan of that team, and I'm just crushing them. I so had your back in one comment section. I don't know if you saw this. There was a, I think it was the C J Mosley signing. And somebody said, I don't care what one beat writer from Philadelphia says about the uh, if, if they give it a, a mediocre signing. And then so and then so I responded, what about two? Oh, well, that's good. Did yeah. you get any anyone respond? I think there were some likes. I haven't checked back oh. in, in a couple of days. Well, for the audience, if you're athletics, because I'm a good teammate. Yeah. If you want to go in there and battle with those people on, uh, you know, my behalf. Eh, by all means, go ahead. You, you paid. You paid for the subscription. You're entitled to do that. Keep it civil, of course, but you know, maybe not too civil. Okay, I will nest. Who will I nest here? You know, one thing I just saw with the Le'Veon Bell deal is that the the numbers were pretty inflated there, and so it, I mean, it okay. still is. I think like 13 million a year, but I think it's basically a two year commitment, and then they're out of there. I still don't like it. I mean, that guy carries all kinds of risk. If you ask me, I think we talked about it in the previous episode. But I guess if I'm going to nest, I probably should nest the Jets because, like, if you're just if I'm nesting them and it's just one year of Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley. No, 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 nest. No, you're getting it, it forever. The peck is you get one year. Oh, peck. I mean peck. Well, I, oh, okay. All right. Oh shoot, and I already migrated the Giants, huh? Yes. All right, I'll peck the Jets then for that reason. One year with those guys. I guess wow. that would. You know, I, I don't know. I and can't I, believe you're going on record as as thinking that John Lynch is a, is a savant of a general manager. Who are you nesting there, Mister Mike McCagden, uh, <laughs> polishing his slippers? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I chose these because these are the three worst. I think so. Obviously, to uh, nest any of them is disappointing. I guess I would. Uh, I mean, I hate their moves. I hate giving so much money to a linebacker, but I like the Jets' moves a little bit more than the Niners. Okay. So I guess I would nest them. Well, the I mean, Niners, I guess you've got a young quarterback. You can sell yourself on Le'Veon right. Bell. It's fine. The Jason Verretta move doesn't seem great, but I always kind of liked him. I liked him too. But, I mean, the Quan Alexander deal is insane. And I don't like the D4 trade. I like it much less than you do. Okay. I think it's a classic. This is a classic John Lynch, like, sees a shiny object. Well, I am wondering why they didn't just sign Justin Houston rather than sure. make the D4, D4 trade. Justin Houston is still out there. And Tell me, name me, name me one time when Andy Reid has, uh, has lost trading away a player. Oh, I'm sure there are times. He's not infallible. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not saying look he, at. Uh, and I'm not saying all his signings are, have worked out, but yeah. I think it's rare that he has, he has chosen to get rid of a player and it has come back to bite him. Well, that, that definitely was bizarre. I mean, they're, they're making the excuse that they're moving to a 4-3, but it's like, you know, 
Steve Ford can run. He's supposed to be able to rush off the edge. So yeah, that did raise a, a flag to me. There are concerns that maybe he's one dimensional. Although if a guy's one dimensional and his and, and his dimension is being good at rushing the passer, then I think I'm okay with that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it might not be a great move. What did I give it? I think you gave it a B for them. B? Okay. Eh, might have been too high. That's okay. I mean, you've, you, I think you probably suffered from, uh, you've been crushing everything. You probably wanted to be nice to, uh, to, to a couple teams. It did feel like I was crushing everything, but I don't know. Most I mean, of these free agency moves, mostly deserves to get crushed. Yeah, yeah. especially these big, big moves. So I, I don't know that people don't, uh, I think my, like, the, one of the, I think the only grade I might have given an A or one of the, no, I think there were a couple. One was Haha Clinton. It's like if you sign a guy to a mm. short term deal and there's some upside, like a one year deal for under market value and there's some upside, that gets an A from me. Okay. Nothing else is really going to get an A. Like, I don't really like Haha Clinton. Clinton Dix, Dix, they got an A. Okay. But it was a one year, three and a half million dollar contract. You should have given it an HA. Maybe. He's, he's 26. He's never missed a game. They had a needed safety. Like, that's fine. Yeah. That, that's a reasonable move to make. Yeah, I think that's okay. fair. All right, what else we got? All right, now uh, a peck nice migrate for three of the more active teams. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, who gave a bunch of money to Preston Smith and, and Zadarius Smith, and also Adrian Amos. The Oakland Raiders, who traded for Antonio Brown and signed Trent Brown and Tyrell Williams and LaMarcus Joyner. Or the Buffalo Bills, who signed like a million mediocre guys. Andre Roberts, Ty and Shecky. Cole Beasley, John Feliciano, Mitch Morse, John Brown, Frank Gore, Tyler Croft. Hmm. Hmm. I think I will nest the Packers. I agree. Now, the contract to Zadarius Smith is like crazy. <laughs> For a guy, he's had really one year of production. But I will say when I was doing the top 50 and watching him, I was like, and I only watched him from last year, but I was like, I, I really like this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at, at least there, I really like the players, specifically Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos. Um, I didn't think the Adrian Amos contract was crazy given the safety market. I think he got like $9 million a year. He's young. You know, he's one of the younger guys. He's like 26 or something. And uh, I thought he was very good last year. For the Bears. So I know some people thought that was a bad contract. I did not think so. Zadarius Smith is a crazy contract. But then I come back to Aaron Rodgers is what, 35, 36? Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's a time to get crazy, go get crazy. Add and talent they, I mean, to they the need, defense they and need try pass to win. Rushers, obviously. Yeah, it was a need. It, at least it was a premium position. Um, now, I think there is a uh, similar to Andy Reid trading away a player, like the, the players who leave the Ravens defense in free agency traditionally uh, do not do very well. But I mean, what else are you going to do if you're the Packers? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to, after sitting once again, out free both, agency Once for again, so we're long. both in the tank for the Packers. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll nest the Packers. Uh, the other two? Hmm. I'm pecking the Raiders. One year, one year of, of Antonio Brown. Like all, and, the, and the Trent Brown contract's not going not gonna to kill you for one season. I like Tyrell Williams. That makes sense to me. For one year. Okay. I, I guess that does make sense. I think overall, like if it, if it wasn't this setup and I was just ranking the three, I may put the, yeah, I, I think I, the Raiders, I, I may put the Raiders last. Yeah. The bills did less long-term damage to their franchise than the Raiders. Yeah. Sure. 
the Trent Brown thing is is sort of the big one to me, mm-hmm. where they spent these resources on tackles last year in the draft, and now they're signing him, and they've still got Tom Cable as their offensive line coach. Well, like I don't see that thing. working out well for them. Uh, yeah, Tyrell Williams, I think people predicted between ten and twelve million. He got eleven million. Uh, you know the Antonio Brown thing. At least they they didn't. Uh, they were somewhat disciplined, you know, in terms of compensation. They didn't give up anything crazy for him. I mean, it's still probably the most likely scenario is that that ends up being a disaster at some point. But eh, I don't know. At least you got a very good player and you didn't give up a ton in compensation. The Bills, some of their signings are very weird. I think John Brown is fine. I, I like uh, Inseki. You do like him. He yeah, seems like, yeah, mostly I feel because like he's like, like a uh, Brandon focus, Thorne. Like darling, right? I think oh, Brandon Thorne okay. likes him a lot. That's really, yeah, I'm trusting him. Okay, that's good. Um, Cole Beasley, what do you think? He's been he's been uh, shooting some daggers at the Cowboys. Do you do you like him now? No. Okay. No. I, I thought maybe you rethought it. No, all right. So yeah, I'll, I will agree with you there. That. Uh, I mean, I think I. I I understand that the Bills sort of have to overpay guys to get to Buffalo, maybe, but like uh, overpaying a bunch of like mediocre free agents is sort of the worst thing you can do. Uh, all right, last one. I don't know how these ones stack up, but they were just more interesting. Uh, the Ravens adding Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram, losing a bunch of guys, uh, and also paying a bunch of money to Nick Boyle for some reason. Uh, the Lions rebuilding the uh, bad version of the Patriots with. Uh, Trey Flowers and Danny Amendola and a few other people. Uh, Justin Jesse Coleman, James, Jesse I believe. James, yep. And then the Jags. Signing Nick Foles and Jeff Swaim. <laughs> um, hmm, interesting one. I think I will... What was the second one there? The Lions. Lions. I think I'm, I'm mig- I think I'm migrating the Lions. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any scenario where the moves they made improve them short term like or long term. Uninspiring. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, what should we do? Oh, no, no. How about, how about well, we we go get the guys that I already coached. All right. Yeah, buddy. I would agree with that. Really exciting stuff. Thinking out of the box. I will. Hmm. I like the moves by the Ravens. I, I love, or I like Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram, but those are both both short short term. And they they got, I mean, they let so many guys go. Mm-hmm. They, they lost Weddle and Zadarius Smith and C.J. Mosley and John Brown. Terrell uh, Suggs. Had, Terrell Suggs. They had to release Alex Collins. Had an off field thing. I'm not bullish on the Ravens for next year. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to. I let you know I I'm on board with the full signing for the Jags. I guess I'll nest the Jags. Okay. I don't know. I thought that was a swing worth taking with Foles. I would uh, flip it. I would I would peck the Jags. I like. Um, I mean, you know, I like Nick Foles. I think he's their definitely their best option for next year. I don't. I, I'm not sure I would want to commit to him long term. And I think the the Ravens know what they're doing on defense at least. Okay. Yeah, it fe- yeah, I would agree with that. All How right. do you feel about pinning stuff to the top of your Twitter page? Why do people do that? I have never done that. Like, do people actually click on one individual's Twitter page? Uh, I do it your- sometimes if, I, like, if I'm deciding whether to follow somebody. 
Okay. And so I guess that's the whole point is to have that be your your shining beacon of why you should follow me or or if you're clicking on my page read this story, but Okay. Yeah, I'm not I've never pinned. Uh one note here from Jeff McLean, there's been some sort of Chris Long stuff being uh Oh yeah, interesting. Thro- thrown about on on Twitter about how they restructured his uh his deal. Jeff McLean reports that uh Long was due a roster bonus. He didn't want to take it now because he hasn't made a decision about whether he's going to play. Oh. Uh, so they moved it to after the draft. That was the purpose of restructuring. So, you know, his future is still very much up in the air. It sounds like it looked like he was responding to people today who thought that the restructure meant, right. all right, Chris Long is back. And he was like, no, it doesn't. Um, so that's interesting. That's just a note. Yeah, he, he is not officially back. Okay. Well, I mean, that means that. The Eagles have some work to do at defensive end. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they add somebody else in free agency. Oh, okay. All right, let's get to the questions. Ross Cohen. Uh, he wants to get to the bottom of this new breakfast snack. That was you uh, saying that I have found a new breakfast snack. That's not true. You're talking about the smoothies. That is, that is a breakfast meal. A smoothie is not a snack. It is a, it is a meal replacement. It's a bad draft pick by you. I mean, you are such a fraud. I'm glad we got to this because I had on my list of stuff to discuss Bo being a fraud about smoothies. Uh, you know, you and your minions coming at me. I mean, being anti-smoothie, first of all, is just a terrible take. They're delicious, uh, nutritious. Uh, what's not to like there? You know? I think there are some people who get, who get at it because it's a difficult cleanup, but the, uh, the magic bullet does uh, make that easy. Yes. So, you know, you and your minions are coming at me still. I mean, I'm talking the last 24 hours about this. Please. You, several weeks ago, you know, there was, I, I wish it was a text. I just checked, checked my phone. It was actually in person. Um, hey, Sheil, we got a Nutribullet in the Wolf household. I, I'm going to need some of your smoothie recipes. Exact quote, you fraud. Not exact quote. And again, well, whatever. I never said smoothies were bad. Oh my! It's gosh. a bad a snack break. pick. It's not a snack. Oh it's God. a meal. Pathetic. Whatever. Semantic. Okay, Kenny Banya. What do you mean semantics? The draft was the snack draft. You didn't. You didn't pick like it's spaghetti and meatballs. Snack. It's a great snack. Please. Really ridiculous. What did you take? I mean, we should have just taken pizza, Mister Triscuit. Yeah, Triscuits are delicious. First of all, you said ice cream, which, you know, as Lee ice cream is a late night snack. That episode is really that, you know, that does not count. It does count. Okay. Uh, Uh, And then you later told a story of yourself getting an ice cream snack. I cannot be the example. We're talking about the general public. I have very strange eating habits. Please. You're the fraud. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Brandon Giulioni. Go, go, go make Pat Shermer a smoothie. Get out of here. You're the smoothie king. Uh, I love that title. <laughs> does she'll I'll change find, my Twitter handle to that. <laughs> does she'll find it difficult now to sleep during Pat Shermer press conferences because of all the internal laughing he is doing? Uh, no, but that is a good question. I still find it very easy. But by, like, there's no scenario where all these guys, it's not just blown up and all these guys are gone. It, I, I don't know when. How long can it's they hold crazy. on to this nonsense? Yeah, there's another question. How long will Gettleman's extension be? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, I, I enjoyed the tweet from uh, Joe Person, our Panthers writer, yesterday. He's like, Mac, he's like Dave Gettleman signed, uh, I forget, it's Mac Khalil or Ryan Khalil. I always get them mixed up. I Whoever the left Khalil, tackle is. Yeah. To a five-year, $55 million contract, he played 16 <laughs> games for the Panthers and has been released. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, how about Joe Banner going at Gettleman? Boy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's got the guns blazing. Yeah, that's fun too. Okay, so no, I can still fall asleep to sh- to uh, Bo's friend. Okay, um, let's see some questions we've already addressed. Who was who the worst running back you would willingly get back for a Nelson Aguilar trade? Oh man, I have no idea. Have you thought about this? This the is a worst? tough one to think of on the fly. Um... How about uh, let's so this is just skill wise because we don't have time to look into their like contract situations. I would accept. How about. Mm, he's probably too good. How about Matt Breida? Oh, the heartbeat. We love Brita. Yeah. He's the official 49ers running back. <laughs> That's for sure. You've always loved Matt I Brita. did from that one game in uh, 2017. I'm, try- I'm trying to take a I look saw the here. the juice. Uh, would you take Doug Martin? No. Me neither. He's Carlos Hyde? Too. No. Yeah, someone, no has asked, someone has asked about Melvin Gordon. Is he tradable? Is he going to be traded? I don't know. Someone on my Twitter I've, asked. I've, I've, I've uh, traditionally been anti Melvin Gordon, although. But but you has, would take him. I would he's think. proved me a little bit wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All these other guys you would take. Well, I was thinking Chris Carson, but. Oh, heartbeat! What is this Chris, heartbeat? Chris Carson's a beast. Yeah. This isn't a trade for Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chris Carson can be your foundational back for the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about Marlon Mack? Um, that's a good like low bar. Oh wait, I got the. I think I have the, a good one. Lamar Miller. Ooh, I don't think that I would take Lamar Miller. I don't think I would either. Yeah, that's a good one though. Okay. Uh, John Middleton of the Phillies said they used Todd Zalecki, a fan Twitter poll, to solidify their decision to sign Harper over Machado. Have you ever heard of NFL teams signing players based off fan market research? This is from Kratos Killa. Did he say that? Is that true? I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, This is funny because uh, the one thing that uh, you you put out that great list of uh, free agency rules for general managers, which was fantastic. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, responding with some something jokingly. But the one thing that I I, that I did think about uh, from a real perspective as adding to the list was. Like, never sign a guy because you think it's going to excite the fan base. Mm, that's a good one. You know, I'm working on a, uh, I think I'm going to work never on try an to, article like, that never has try to, to that. Maybe I'll add that. Never try to tr- try to win the headlines. Right. Yeah. So never never do it for, for tickets or marketing or exactly. that kind of. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I didn't see that. Now, I am behind on my. Uh, athletic Phillies reading, which has been just, I mean, unbelievable. Terrific job. Uh, from what I've, obviously I have more to read. 
that will be terrific. But uh, so maybe they had that somewhere because they've been all over the Philly stuff and the Middleton stuff. Yeah, I don't uh, think that because that, that wasn't in in Gelb's long thing. It was not, which was his fantastic. Piece. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. A Todd Zalecki Twitter poll. Yeah, I mean that's wild. Oh I, boy, that would make me very nervous. That the that the owner is doing that. Yeah, that um, would be terrifying. So what was the question, though? Have we ever heard of other people? Right. Uh, I have not, you know, I, I know there were stories about sort of when the Eagles and Phillies were both good, some uh, some conversations about the who was winning the back page of the Daily News and who was getting talked about on sports radio, but nothing, nothing really that uh, fits that, I, I don't think. Although we have seen teams, I, I can't remember a good example, they'll leak something. And they'll see oh, yes. how the fan base react. Like you know, oh, you know, could this team could be close to signing so and so, or is in discussions? And then they'll see what the reaction is and sort of take that into account. So uh, I do think that probably happens more than we think, but I don't have a great example for you. Uh, Peckness migrate from Ryan Jones from an Eagles fan perspective. Gettleman as uh, Giants GM, Snyder as Washington owner. And Jerry as the Dallas Overlord, or whatever his title is. That's a very good one. So for the Eagles, this is what you What's, want to yeah, happen. Yes. Uh, you want to nest. Oh, that's really good. Hmm. I think, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, the nest is between, is between Snyder and Gettleman, right? Correct. Correct. I think you have to go Snyder. I mean, Gettleman's going to ruin the team every year, but we already know, like, there's, there's, there is, like, 15 years of evidence that Daniel Snyder, as the owner, is, is going to completely crater the franchise. Well, this is a tough one because here's a, you know, so we have control over the one year and the migrate and the nest, but like if I say, I mean the Peck. So if I say Peck Snyder, does that mean he's only the owner for one year, and then someone else is the owner? Does that mean I have control? Of, you know what I mean? Because then I would say I would nest Gettleman because he's more likely anyway to have a short-term thing. So if I can lock him in forever, mm. that's a win. I just have to Peck Snyder because he's not selling the team anyway. No, so it's that's all, not how it works. You don't. You, it's not. Okay. He's gone. So he sells the team be a after new a year. Owner. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I would agree with you. Yeah, then I think, I you, think have you nest to. Snyder. Um, Peck, my, Peck. Uh, and you get rid of Jerry. You migrate Jerry. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys haven't, uh, they've been much more reasonable as much as it you yes. know, may hurt to admit. They've been much more reasonable in recent years. Like, I'm shocked that they didn't um, just, you know, throw everything at Earl Thomas this offseason. They were actually disciplined about it, it sounds like. Yes. Uh, unless it comes to uh, longtime franchise icons. Um, this is Correct. a good question. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, they have done some stupid stuff, but overall, some smart stuff. From Thunderlips, how many days can a takeout container be in the work fridge before it's okay for me to throw it out? How about Tupperware? Very little real estate. Mm. Now, I, I mean, I don't think you can, be go around, you can go around touching other people's food. I'm not. I would never do that. I'm not comfortable doing that. I think that's. I think that's too rude. But it is just as rude to leave your stuff in there for a long time, especially if it's got some kind of stink to it. It's ruder because you know he's just trying to help the entire oh, it's, operation. It's, you're right. It is ruder. 
Yeah, it's because you're the be you're the one who's thinking in. about only yourself. Uh, what I is think, the move there? Do you do you make an announcement? Do you send an email? I mean, it depends on what your office. I think it's one like. of those things you gotta like you 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 gotta yeah. complain to the office manager, and the office manager has to send an email, probably. Yeah, I would say um, shelf life on uh, like a, a leaving a container in the fridge is um, three days max. I think I think one to two days is really more more appropriate. Yeah, I was I was almost going to say two, but yeah, I would say two to three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seamus Clancy, what's the ideal way the running back situation plays out for the team? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think ideally, you're getting a you're drafting a player in the second or third round who's just fantastic <laughs> and is your guy sure. for a while who can do it all. But I don't know. Does that count? Uh, well, I mean, I think you probably have to go with something else. Like in You're addition, still signing you? somebody. Yeah. yeah, I, I would. I mean, I don't know. Is is there an ideal thing out there? Like Duke Johnson, I think uh, we were discussing this yesterday. Is a little less ideal than I originally thought because I didn't realize the new contract he signed. Like you're not really getting him for cheap, cheap. I mean, it's fine, it's reasonable, but if he's your third down back, it's not like a tremendous value, right? Right. Um, I mean, I like my Kenyon Drake idea. Okay. Uh, I don't know, what, but I don't know what the what a reasonable price is. Um, I say tr- trade for Philip Lindsay. That's my uh, mm, nice. Give up a seventh. <laughs> give a, se- a seventh round pick for <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Um, yeah. I think the ideal way that it plays out is they add a veteran before the draft, whether that is a TJ Yeldon or. A trade for a, a Duke Johnson or a uh, or a Kenyon Drake. I don't think it's Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard stinks. And then they draft somebody with a a dynamic skill set in the second or fourth round. I think that's right. I would say get Yeldon for as cheap as possible, and then uh, get somebody fun in the draft. Yeah. Uh, Defob Dennis. With Wiz gone and Brandon Brooks possibly not recovered, Isaac Siamalu is the only guard available, and they seem to think of Matt Pryor more as a tackle. I'm not sure that that's right. Uh, what sort of plan do you guys anticipate how he has a guard? Pryor practiced mostly at guard uh, as a rookie. I think how he brought him up as a as a tackle possibility down the line, but I think they they probably in the short term think of him as a guard. Uh, I expect the Eagles to sign some unnamed veteran interior lineman for like a million dollars or something like that. Well, I do remember Stoutland specifically saying, I can't remember if this was in season or before the season, but he was like, I can throw prior out there at tackle right now. Cause that's what he did in college. Right. Where he needs, where we need to teach him is at guard. Right. Uh, it, it does seem that they kind that they do kind of like him. I mean, I don't know. He had a nice training camp. Wasn't as good in the games. I don't know. I wonder if they'll they'll add a guard for sure. Well, I mean, they have to add somebody, but if they, they may they may end up just you know signing a uh, a slappy after the draft for the veteran minimum. Or yeah, something. that's what I was going to say. Maybe you yeah. see what you get in the draft. Maybe there's. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Uh, BT Real Muto is Nate Sunfeld currently the second best quarterback in the NFC East. Tremendous uh, handle there, by the way. Uh, is he the second best quarterback in the NFC East? No. 
I mean, I hate on Dak, but I would have to. I would have to take Dak. And you would take Keenum. Mm, would I? As a as your backup. I don't know. Hundred absolutely, I would. I mean, all things being equal, but not uh, not cost wise. True, but they're not even paying him that much. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe he's got more would upside. I already know the case. Keenum isn't uh, isn't very good. Would you take Eli as your backup over Sudfeld? No. Okay. Uh, kill a cow. What is a bacon, steak, and cheese? This is a good question about the intro song. A uh, little inside baseball here. Uh, when the song was being recorded, I was actually uh, default Mark Sitko. We had we had gone through a few revisions, and um, I was sensitive to you being a vegetarian, so I wanted to change that to Scrammies filled with cheese. But unfortunately, the track had already been laid down. Mm. Well, I think also it the was also, I believe, in an earlier iteration, Philadelphia cream cheese or something like that. Or, but, or or cheesesteak was it? Yeah, something like that. But um, we thought that was a little cream too, cheese is a little yeah. bit, I think, uh, outside of Philadelphia uh, view of Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia cream cheese is not really a thing in the city. I guess that is true. Now that you mention it, I had never thought of it. Okay. Next, um, I guess this is the last one. Before or after? Uh, I don't under, actually. I don't even know what this question is asking. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. So that was the last one, <laughs> Casey. Uh, last one from Casey Young. Who, uh, again, if you want to uh, evangelize the athletic to Casey Young, it's at underscore Casey Young. Be nice and let him know why he should subscribe. Send him a uh, an article or two. Uh, we had touched on this a little bit, but does the eight-game suspension for Kareem Hunt make Duke Johnson more or less likely to get traded? Probably less likely. Probably, but they also, I mean, that's not a surprise to them. That's true. Good point. I, I don't really think I don't really think it moves the needle. If, if they really wanted to get rid of him, it's not like they signed Kareem Hunt expecting he was going to play 16 games. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have that much of an impact. Yeah. They've got Nick Chubb. They sure do. All right. What are you doing this weekend? I hate when people ask me that. <laughs> I, you know, this, this was my this this was my lead. I hated this when I was working in an office. The questions of what are you doing this weekend, and then Monday, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> I think what listen, did you do is actually worse. Listen, if I did something that I feel is uh, significant enough to let to talk about, I'll let you know. Otherwise, just assume I didn't really do anything. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And that's okay. Yeah, All that's right? totally fine. I mean, you don't need to hit me with the happy Friday. Happy Friday, what are you doing this weekend? I've always been anti-weekend. Big well, Thursday well, mood. You know, everybody loves the, uh, everybody waits for these two days. Like, come on, there's seven days in the week. Don't live your life like that. Mm, interesting. What are you going to have for lunch today? Also, this is going to sound very mean, but, uh, you know, uh, some of these weekends with kids can be very exhausting. Mm. So, you know, uh, when we were hitting a little bit of a rough stretch with this in Seattle, uh, <laughs> Monday would roll around and I was the happiest man in Seattle. <laughs> you know, listen, I love my kids, but my God, Sunday night rolls around, you're exhausted. <laughs> you send them off to daycare or school. Then Monday morning, you're feeling good. You go, you go grab a coffee, you know, you can catch your breath a little bit. Mm. So, uh, you know. Uh, again, I'm anti-weekend. Okay. 
Interesting. Okay. Bold stance. <laughs> what are you doing? Someone's this gotta someone's gotta be honest. Uh, I yeah. gotta work on this story. I got lots of you got a little extension. To do. You got a little extension. I did get a little though. extension, but that, you're not gonna work on it. You're gonna wait till what we next no, the following no, Thursday. I have to. I have to. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week unless there. I think if there's some major move, we can we can do an emergency pod. But it's it completely up to our discretion about what constitutes a major move. I feel like this may be the episode that cements me as a complete lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> so please offer your feedback. That's going to be. I'll I'll use that as the uh, as as the pitch to listen to this episode. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Sheila and Bo. And as always, we love you. friends.